Welcome to Up To and Including Death, a special edition. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. I'm John Brewer. And we are here today on the day that <laughs> this podcast has to go out in like, uh, what is it, like seven hours? Uh, something like that. Yeah, and so uh, I'm tired. I am very tired. John's very tired. I'm at the end of a long day. John's at the beginning of what will be a long night. Yep. What did you get, like three hours of sleep, bud? Yeah, somewhere around there. And so, in this weekend, we were naughty, and we did not record. We should have. For two reasons. One, food poisoning-ish kind of symptoms, but two, we went to the Charlie Barron Show. Yep. In Escanaba. And it was a lot of fun to see Charlie Barron's live. He's quite funny. Yeah, he was very funny. Yes, and we went to the Upper Hand Brewery. Yep. And we went and had some very tasty foods. Yeah, we did a and couple we, places. We stayed at a nice little hotel. Yeah. And then we came home. We were just gone for a day. Yeah. But I'm busy, and John's busy, and it's mostly me. It's my fault, because like on Friday, you're like, we could record, and I'm like, but I'm tired, and went to bed at 8.30. Yeah, that's how it worked out. That's probably, it's, it's 7.56 right now, and if I play my cards right, that's what I'm going to do tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. How about you? Yeah, I probably should take a nap. Yeah. My uh, day of sleep was cut short by uh, people working on the house. Ooh, and speaking of house, we have... We're so close. Unfortunately, the guy that we have doing our um, our ceilings right now is an amazing perfectionist. And I'm just like, can it be done? Yeah. But he's trying to make it perfect. And I'm just, just like, put paint it and let's call it a day, bud. But whatever... I'm not a, a ceilingologist. I'm a philosopher. Um, we are week, what are you, week five into your classes? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm teaching at three different colleges, so I'm at week five and week four. Got some Aflac stuff going on. If you want to yeah. buy some insurance, let me know. Is this going to, this could be, I could be our first paid ad. Yeah. I'll pay you in kisses. Oh, Oh, <laughs> oh. Kisses you hear that? don't pay the bills. Kisses don't pay the bills, everybody, but Aflac does sometimes. 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 Anyway, lately it is. Uh, so anyway, uh, today we thought we'd do a little kind of chill episode. And one of the things that we want to do today is talk about what's coming on the next time and what is our, our overall goal for the next few episodes. So next week we will be watching that movie that... What was the movie, John, that we're watching? Don't Look Now. Don't Look Now. A movie that I swear I, we saw together, but I guess we didn't. I didn't see it. Um, and so, but we're going to watch that one next, hopefully in the next couple days, um, and have that come out to you guys next week. But first, uh, but not first, but um, after that, we're going to have a little incursion into the normal schedule. And that incursion... Is none other than Saw. Yeah. But not just any Saw movies. The last four. Because you and I actually watched like the first five movies. Yeah. We were going in order. And our, our goal was to think either to see Spiral. Has Spiral already come out? Spiral has come out. I don't know if we can watch it at home yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in the in-between time where it's not in the theaters anymore. It oh, will- it looks like it's on Shutter. Heck yeah, baby. So, yeah. So, we were watching all the Saw movies and got to Saw 5. And then, usually, 
we would have continued on, but we started this podcast. Yeah. And we were watching all these other things. And I decided the other day, it's time to watch Saw. And one of the things that made me really want to is that uh, I have these essays coming up uh, in my ethics class. And one of my students told, came up to me and said uh, oh. that they wanted to talk about Saw in their, in their, po- in their, um, in their essay. And I said, that's great, but you can't talk about Saw from episode six onwards. And sometimes when you tell students that, they do the opposite thing that you want them to do. And so I need to really nip that bad boy in the bud. And apparently the, the movie Spiral that's on Shudder is not the same Spiral as Oh, Saw, no. But we can still rent it on Vudu or yeah, Amazon Prime. I think that's reasonable. Give them some money. They, they came out during the pandemic, so they couldn't have made that much money. I think you have all the, the gross... Oh, it made... Twenty-three million in the uh, United States and Canada. It's not bad. No. For pandemic money. No, and it made it made thirty-six point eight million worldwide on a twenty million dollar budget. So I'm just looking at their budget. I it's interesting that like, so Saw 3D was twenty million dollars because it was in 3D. But Jigsaw was only ten million dollars because it wasn't in 3D. I guess not. Um, okay, so we're, what we're going to do in this episode is John's going to put his cell his cell phone on silence. Okay, and then we're going to kind of give a, a brief review of each of the Saw movies. Okay, starting in 2004, we start with Saw. Yes. Okay, want to do a quick review of that one? As far as the plot? Sure. I'll tell you okay. what I can remember of Saw, Saw 1. Saw 1 is the movie that I've seen multiple times. In Saw 1, a doctor... Is a butthead, and he get, wakes up, and he's attached to another dude in a spooky, like, underground thing, and they're both chained to the wall, and they've got to do stuff in order to escape. There's a dead body in the center, and the dead body in the center ends up being the bad guy all along, and yeah. Yeah, that's pretty close. Dude gets his foot cut off. But just kind of like an overarching, like, the, the characters that are in Saw yes. are all... Someone that he feels are not worthy of life. And who is he? Um, Tobin Bell. I can't think of his character's name, but I can think of the actor's name. I'm eating on podcast. Yeah. His name, John Kramer. It's my mochi. It's really good. It's mango flavored. Yeah. It's John Kramer who is uh, diagnosed with cancer and also his, his wife has a miscarriage due to uh, a criminal who uh, is robbing... I think he was robbing the uh, clinic that she worked at. Yeah, it's a methadone clinic, and she he pushed her. Yeah, like he hit her with a door, a doorknob mm-hmm. into the abdomen. Yep. And he lost the baby. Mm-hmm. And then he gets cancer. And he's like... Finds these people who are not worthy of life... Or who do not ha- understand how precious life is, I yes. guess is a better way to put it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm eating my mochi. It's really, really good. <laughs> I probably shouldn't eat anymore. So, you just get kind of a, a lot of information that is not in the first movie, though. We don't know about uh, the dead baby yet. Uh, I think it comes out at the end of the first one. Yeah? No, it's like the second or third one, when we learn about the first one he killed. Oh, what's it? We're doing yeah. a really good job at explaining Saw. Uh, we watched so many of them all at once. We did. We watched like... them all in a row. Okay, so Saw 1. Quick uh, quick recap of Saw 1. 
Um, but the, te- oh. the film tells a non-linear narrative revolving around the mystery of the Jigsaw Killer who tests his victims' will to live by putting them through deadly games. The framed story follows Jigsaw's latest victims, Juanel and Eloise, Carrie Eloise is in this one, who awaken in a large, dilapidated bathroom with one being ordered to kill the other in order to save his own family. So that's what we got. That's a lot of fun stuff. Saw 2, real quick. Let's do that as well. In Saw 2, so that one was pretty much like, we don't know how it ends because Carrie Ellis cuts his own foot off to save his family, um, and we don't know what happens to him. Saw 2 made a boatload of money, so did Saw 1, and they don't cost, they didn't cost that much to make it all, but it's a good time. So in Saw 1, um, oh, this is a great one. In the film, a group of ex-cons are trapped by the Jigsaw Killers inside of a house and must pass a series of deadly tests to retrieve the antidote for a nerve agent that will kill them in two hours. This was a great one. Yeah. Meanwhile, police squad led by Detective Eric Matthews apprehends John Kramer, revealed to be Jigsaw in the first film, but the latter reveals that Matthews' son is part of his game, forcing the detective to wait until Kramer reveals his whereabouts. During Matthews and Kramer's conversation, the latter's backstory is partially explored, revealing one of the reasons why he became Jigsaw. So, um, in the second one, the boy is like in the safe the whole time and he's yes. like if you do what i say your son will be safe well yeah he just says just sit here and talk with me just sit here and talk with me and that was the game and it was so that was one of the ones where it's like wait a second oh my gosh it's so good okay so saw three is what we're on now and in saw three this is not the best review but it's enough that people need in saw three the plot follows jeff a man whose son was killed by a drunk driver and is put through a series of tests by Jigsaw meant to help him overcome his anger towards his son's killer. Meanwhile, a bed-ridden John Kramer has his apprentice Amanda Young, who was in that house, yep. kidnap Dr. Lynn Dinlin, who was asked, um, who was tasked with keeping John alive for one final, final test before he dies. So she... Yeah. She was the only survivor of any of those. Yeah. She survived the beginning of the first one. Amanda did, yeah. Yes. And then she reappeared in, or... She reappeared in two as, like, this, <laughs> yeah. like, she'd already been in it, but she was in on it all. Yep. Um, and so Saw 2 involves the doctor trying to keep Dude alive while they're trying to get um, uh, Detective Allison Carey, um, or the, the Detective Eric Matthews is trying to, um, is trying to get out, basically. So basically... Yeah, played by Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. When you're looking at Donnie Wahlberg, you're like, is that, is that Donnie Wahlberg? Is that my, Marky Mark? Okay. Not Marky. That was a bit less, that, that does not include most of what goes on in Saw 3 in that quick plot review, but let's keep going, okay? This is all coming from Wikipedia. So, in Saw 4, right, in Saw 4, set concurrently with the events of Saw 3, which yes. you don't necessarily realize right away. No, you do not realize right and away. And that's when you're like, oh my god! The plot follows Daniel Rigg, a police officer obsessed with rescuing the Jigsaw Killer's victims, who finds himself the focus of Jigsaw's latest series of tests. Anyway, this is the one where the uh, the guy is like running around and doing all stuff. Okay, the latest series of tests in which he must rescue his partners Eric Matthews and Mark Hoffman while learning to overcome his obsession. The film also explores John Kramer's legacy and his ability to manipulate people in continuing his work after death while providing more of a backstory and additional explanation for why he became Jigsaw, right? And finally, Saw 5 was the last one that we saw, I believe. 
Then so in Saw 5, do, 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 uh, the plot follows FBI agent... No, we might have seen Saw 6 too. The, fo- the plot follows FBI agent Peter Strom as he pursues Detective Mark Hoffman after discovering the uh, his identity as one of the Jigsaw Killer's apprentices. Ta-da! That was a great twist. Yep. Meanwhile, with John Kramer's threat that he will not go untested looming over him, Hoffman seeks to continue John's work and frame Strom to keep his identity secret. Right? This thing starts to get off the rails. The film also explores Hoffman's backstory and explains how he became Jigsaw's apprentice while continuing several storylines starting in Saw 2. Now, that is such a mess, right? Like, it's so complicated and let me see if we've actually seen the sixth one. I don't want to read too I much into we, it. Um, no, it's the insurance executive guy. Right? Um, yeah, okay. So the n- number six one we saw. We okay. saw six. Um, similar to its predecessor, Saw 6 maintains the focus on the posthumous effects of Jigsaw Killer and the progression of his successor, Mark Hoffman. The plot follows an insurance executive who must complete a series of deadly games set up by Hoffman in order to rescue his employees. Remember that? Yeah. Meanwhile, the FBI comes to suspect that Peter Strom, who was framed by Hoffman as being the Jigsaw successor, is not actually Jigsaw's accomplice and reopens the investigation, drawing Hoffman into into motion to protect his secret identity. Whew. And I'm pretty sure we did not see Jigsaw the final chapter. I know we did not see Okay, that. so we have three Jigsaw movies to watch. The final chapter, Jigsaw and Spiral. Yep. And I gotta say, each of these movies is just like, what the fuck is going on? It's so much fun. Yep. You know what? The the highest rated one, according to critics... Which one? ...is the original Saw 1. Really? Okay. It is not the highest rated, according to the user score on mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that one belongs to Jigsaw. Really? Yeah. Huh. An 89% positive for an audience score on Jigsaw. Wow. That's really good. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. And the worst one? Yeah. For both is the final chapter. The one we have next? Yes. So we'll be watching the lowest rated one and the <laughs> highest rated one amongst users. Back to back. That's really fun. Yeah. I'm sorry, these mango mochi things are really delicious. And they're melting if I don't eat them right away. I'll be eating melted things. Yeah, I saw the final chapter has a 10% on the critic score. John, what is your favorite thing about the Jigsaw movies? I like it. It's it's like a puzzle you have to solve. Yeah? I always like that. I like like, um, podcasts about unsolved crimes and things like that. Trying to think of what could possibly have happened. And this is kind of like the perfect thing where they give you the entire puzzle and you get to figure it out, you know, to see if you're right at the end. You know, I it's funny when I watch these movies, I'm generally not thinking about the actual puzzle. I just really enjoy the puzzle unfolding and the mystery is always kind of a fun touch. Like when he stands up in the, in the end of the first movie, that's all, such a crazy moment of like, oh my God, he's there the whole time. This is crazy. Or when... um. When it's uncovered that the cop was him the whole time, the cop was in on it, right? I think it's Detective Hoffman or whatever. It is such a wild twist. It is such a wild twist, and I love it so much. So I really do, I really must say there's lots going on for this that are fun, but I personally, I like letting my mind not go for what the mystery is. Yeah. 
But it is nice to piece things together. Like when um, Amanda, who is kind of high all the time, throws the key on top of the guy in the tub. Because the guy in the tub was supposed to be able to get out. Yep. But she threw the key on top of him, so it went down the drain. It wasn't supposed to go down the drain. Yeah. You know what? I was looking at the the soft final chapter, the one that's the lowest reviews. Yeah. The uh, There's 82 critic reviews, eight of which are positive out of 82. Uh-huh. And even those are kind of, like, not positive. Mm-hmm. Like, one says, for what it is, it's serviceable. <laughs> And that's one of the positive ones. Next one says, it ain't high art, but you know what you're getting. <laughs> I mean, once, I'm not going into this for high art. No. And one says, it's uh, strange, dumb, but sometimes even fun. Yeah. Fast-paced and straight-faced and full of you moments. You. Let's hear some of the bad ones. Oh. Well, that's not hard to find. No? No. I <laughs> Of 82, only eight of them are positive. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. This is the one that's, that's you know, not very well rated at all. Okay. Oh, well, one says it's, it's, it's fair to point out that Saw 3D is probably the best installment since the third one. Nevertheless, it plays like a film in a series that is ready to be laid to rest. Oh, that's Saw 3D. We're not watching Saw that's 3D next. Oh, that's yeah, the we're final watching the chapter. final. Oh, never mind. Yeah, okay. One calls it, it's the kitchen sink chapter. All right. So it must have everything in it. Exactly. Yes. Nice. Well, it may be the sickest, which is exactly what, well, it's what they said about Saw 6, and this one's even sicker. <laughs> well, I, for one, am excited about it. So we're, next week, we're going to be watching, like, the one, the third highest rating, is it, John, of all horror films? Yes. And then we're going to be watching Saw 3D. Yep. And we'll see which is better. Someone says it may be the sawiest Saw film. That was ever sawed? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited about it. And I think that people should contact us to tell us about their Saw moments. What are your Saw memories? Yeah. And how would they do that? uh, One more bad review. It's only two words. Okay. And it's the same word. Hate. And then hate in all caps. <laughs> well, okay. So how are people going to email us? Uh, at up to and including death at gmail.com. And how are they going to hit you up on the socials, John? At up to and ID with the number two. All right. And there's a very cute Loki in the background with his arm down. Do you see this? I don't. Isn't oh, he adorable? Yes. He needs, I think they're hungry, John. Did you feed them at all today? Yes, I did. These poor starving cats. They they're eat so hungry. They're so hungry. They constantly eat. Well, on that note, I'm going to eat more ice cream. Okay. And there's only a couple things left to do. Uh, Stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye. The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. 
Copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.